Welcome to the Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ethan Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinden. We are both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our own businesses. Our goal is to share our experiences and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Before we get started, if you have any questions or things you'd like us to cover, you can email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join our business discord, we talk about wins, business problems, or general questions, (laughs) shoot us a message and we will get you in there. Tyler, how's it going? Discord. (laughs) Can't believe we still plug that. Right. You just say that. I'm like, maybe we should start adding in some wins there or getting to chat going. I think there's only a few of us in there, but I mean, we talk about stuff that's going on and I mean, we could celebrate those wins in there. I think I don't see why we're not doing. Is it two other people in there? One other person in there? There's three, three, Jorge, Eddie, Matt. Okay. Let's get that thing going. Get that cranked up, <laughs> tuned up. If we get more people, right. I think the thing is how many people really use Discord unless you're like a gamer, you know? Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. There was there was someone that reached out to me on Instagram once I started posting my content on Iron Man training. And he said he was training for an Iron Man. He he was like Hey, do you want to create a group chat of other people that are training for an Ironman and then we can share different ideas and podcasts and training or whatever it is in there? And I was just like, uh, I don't know. I don't feel like doing that. And then I forget what app he said. I don't think he said Discord, maybe Telegram or WhatsApp, but maybe he did say Discord, but I'm not really sure who who uses Discord, but I, I'm pretty sure it's like gamers for sure. I feel like I would use it a ton more if those five people we have in Discord, we just created a group chat. Like iMessage, but you have to have an iPhone to be in it. Mm. Yeah, everyone, uh, Jorge does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone has an iPhone. So if you want to join our business group chat (laughs) where we talk about wins, business problems, or general questions, shoot us a message. I don't want people, I don't, then we, then we, then we, then we would have randoms having our phone numbers. WhatsApp. Yeah. But then that's not an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll stick with Discord. Maybe we'll start yeah. using it. Come on, guys. Know. Get on Discord so we have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Other What's than that, on with you? Uh, yeah. I mean, a few updates here. It's been a little bit since uh, we've chatted. Uh, I was in Vegas last weekend. I uh, got back on Monday. Have you seen any of the F1 stuff? I know this is off topic, but that F1 stuff is a mess, man. That kind of goes into business and how much of a tank things can be. No, I am not familiar there, so the F1, the big F1 race is this weekend in Vegas, and their projected numbers of people that were going to be there in revenue is off horribly. All of the Why? casinos and hotels are, because no one's going. The ticket Why? prices were so expensive that they pretty much priced out the average consumer. And oh. yeah, so all the hotels are at like 50, 60% occupancy. All the restaurants and places on the strip that you know places that i go all the time i'm seeing videos on uh x and there's just completely like empty there's no one there restaurants are having to close early because no one's eating there's one like really nice steakhouse that's on the strip and it like overlooks the strip where the race is at and there were two people eating in there right next to the window and there's so this the, a vegas thing or it's uh like f1 or just the whole event is this a vegas issue or an f1 issue I think it's an F1 issue because Vegas people are in Vegas all the time, right? Like there's a ton of tourists, but F1 has pretty much created this little city inside of Vegas and the way they're running it is like horrible. They were tried to charge. I know at the beginning of it, they're trying to charge like $50,000 to all the restaurants that had a view of the strip. They had to pay F1 so people could eat there. Um, the ticket prices were astronomical. I think when I first, when the race first was announced, the cheapest ticket you could get for one day was $1,500. And now it's Jeez. down to, you can get, you could have got tickets on Thursday tickets? night just to see the race. Yeah, but it's not like a football game where you're in a stadium. <laughs> They've created it's, barricades I, everywhere. You can't see the road unless you have designated tickets. So all of like the pedestrian bridges that you walk on, they've put a film yeah. over them. So you can't see through the bridges and then they shine lights at the film. So you can't uh, like see through the film. And then they've also put like a chain link fence next to the film because people were peeling it off. (laughs) So they have went above and beyond the places where you're going like down the stairs where you can maybe get a little peek. They put up big curtains around the whole thing. So you can't see they put up black tarp on the outside of the actual racetrack through the fence. So you can't see it's crazy, man. People are like, fuck this. 
When is it? It's uh, the final race is actually tonight. So Thursday night was... Oh, so it was like a series? Yeah, Thursday night was practice. Last night was qualifying. And then tonight's like the actual race. And the funny thing is they, for nine months, they've been repaving all of the roads in Vegas. So it's been an absolute shit show for traffic. And then Thursday night, eight minutes into the first practice round, they forgot to weld down a manhole cover. So a car wow. drove over it and it blew up the bottom of the car and they had to cancel the whole day. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, it's a gong show. You should go after this uh, episode. Sorry, guys, we're getting a little off topic, but it's fascinating. If you guys are listening, if you haven't seen it, yeah, go on Vegas. Yeah. Go on X and just surp, search in like Formula One Las Vegas and see mm. all the memes. Like all the locals are just pissed off. Everyone there, um, all the racers are pissed. The racers are like, this track sucks. No one knew that it was going to be cold in Vegas. So F1 thought it's in the desert. So it's just going to always be hot. Well, it's in the middle mm -hmm. of November. At night, the race is at midnight, our time or my time, 1 a.m. your time. And uh, it's like 40, 50 degrees there. So the tires are fucked up on the cars. It's crazy. That cold, eh? Yeah. I wonder if Mosey's going to go or maybe he can watch from his apartment way up there. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, he lives there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But it's super interesting. I mean, when I was there this last weekend, it was like <laughs> 70 during the day. And then at night, it was like 45, 50 degrees. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. So, but other than that, um, getting into some business updates, did just get back from Vegas. Uh, I know last week or last time we filmed, we talked about the brokers 12 person that reached out, uh, had a little bit of a, not a scuffle, but a nice, uh, nice conversation about it. Debate. Yep. That's the word I was looking for. I got an update. She pretty much said like, Hey, can you give us a rough cost for this starting in January, 2024? Um, so I think now is when I'll have to have a conversation with the person. I'm not even going to say like someone else reached out. I'm just going to say, Hey, um, what is your plan for 2024? And if he's like, oh, I want to keep doing content, then I'll probably tell the other person. Okay. Well, I already have someone in the real estate industry, um, but have that conversation. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but they were Sorry. asking, they were asking for some uh, <laughs> quotes and stuff. They, the thing is like, and this is the reason I didn't want to tell them right away is that they, not that they didn't have a budget, they have a budget, but it's just, not where it's really anything that'll make me perk my nose up or anything. So I originally sent them like, Hey, here's the rough range of what it costs. And they were already asking if it could go lower. So that's where I'm like, eh, I don't really know if it's worth my time. Um, so if that's, it's, if that's something just where in it to make money, no, not in it to make money, but, uh, it just gives <laughs> me another reason not to, uh, not to move forward with it. Um, but I could give them some recommendations, uh, however that goes. So we'll have to keep um, keep tabs on that. I'll keep updating on that as that goes. Uh, the next update I have, I had one client. Uh, we were editing a project. We shot it this summer, and it's just been a nightmare to put together. Uh, it's actually in the oil industry. So the main issue I'm running into is the jargon. I don't know anything of what people are doing. Whatever I filmed, I don't know what I'm looking at. Uh, all the scripts and everything, I don't know what the script's tied to. And it's kind of been a little bit messy since the start. So I basically sent an email. I'm like, hey, uh, I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, I don't know if I can complete this project. Like I'm willing to. You guys obviously paid the first. So they, I finished like half of them. And the second half was a mess. So I was like, I'll just pay back like the first invoice you guys paid. Or if we get an extension and we reshoot it. Um, and I haven't heard back on that yet. But that's this is the first time where I'm like, First time where I'm like, I don't really know. It's okay. Uh, I don't really know what to do because I physically can't finish the project. So that's kind of where I'm sitting. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what to do, man. Well, that's shitty. You should yeah. educate yourself. Maybe ask chat GPT. That's what, that's your answer to me for me all the time. I did. <laughs> I use chat GPT for everything. Yeah. That's how Help I type me my out email. With some jargon. That's how I type my email. Well, it's not the problem. ChatGPT can't fix that because I don't know what I'm looking at. Like the footage, it's like, okay, connect the linkage to this. And then you have to check for this, that, the other thing. Because they're SOPs, like standard operating procedure videos. So I'm filming uh, stuff and uh, the voiceover is explaining what. But I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm looking uh, at. And we're missing okay. half the footage. Like the voice, the script says, <laughs> so you show this. Right? Yeah. But okay. I 100% I take uh, responsibility for it. And I said this in the email. I pretty much said the pre-production process is like my fault. We should have went more into the pre-production process. Whereas we showed up and the person, my contact point was basically like, oh, just film them doing whatever. And I should never 
just say okay and start doing that. Um, that's what I used to do when I was earlier mm-hmm. on in my business. I would just say okay, sounds good, and figure it after, figure it out after the fact. Now I realized why that is an issue. Um, so it's my fault for not the beginning. We should have had the scripts all done at the beginning and then went by a step by step shot list of okay, this is what we're talking about the voiceover. We need to show this. So we're going to stop everybody. Show me that part of the process and then we'll move on to the next part where instead it was basically them working like it was just a normal day and I was filming it trying to run all over the place and capture it and it was it was a mess but I definitely take uh, responsibility for it I should have been more hands-on pre-production but it's one of those things that was rushed where they're like oh we need to shoot like this coming Thursday is the first shoot day Um, and I just can't let that happen anymore so should have should have just guessed and you can't google it and it's not being able to say like whatever term it is, Google it and then see if it shows up or yeah, I can, help. but it's all the oil and gas companies kind of have their own jargon. So like they call things a little uh, bit different individual. and yeah. And like part of the script, half of it, we didn't shoot like, cause I just shot um, some of the process and the guy on site was like, Oh, we don't need to show this. And then when we go, we had another meeting to put together all the scripts and walk through the scripts. They're adding more and more. They're like, Oh, it'd be good to see this. Cause it's basically showing students. They're in the class learning this stuff showing them these videos and they're like, oh, it'd be good to add this. Oh, and add this and add this. I'm like, well, we didn't film half of that. So it's like there's gaps in there. And then they sent me their footage. They're like, okay, well, here, use our footage. So then they mm. sent me their footage. Their footage is not very good. There's captions burned into the bottom of it. So it's like there's captions. I can't take the captions off. Um, scale it. Well, the problem is it's like in the middle. It's like you could scale it, but then you're like on the guy's head and that's all. So, yeah, yeah, I've worked on it literally this last uh, uh, last few days when I got back that Tuesday, Wednesday, I worked on it for probably 10, 12 hours and I got half of them done, which the the first half it's passable. But the last thing I told him is I don't feel proud to send this work out there. I could definitely send Mm -hmm. it to you guys and collect your money, but I wouldn't be proud of the product I'm giving you guys and I don't want to make you pay for that. I said... Because they have a grant for it, which is December 1st, I think is when it has to be finished. So that's the shitty thing is they have a grant. I'm like, well, we can put together some makeshift videos if you have to show something for the grant. You're like, okay, here's the videos we put together and then I'll shoot it and not charge you guys extra, like reshoot everything and do it the right way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I gave them a few different options like, hey, I can refund the money. I can give you this product uh, and do a partial reshoot. We can do a full reshoot. Uh, So I gave them some options. The problem is I'm working through a middleman. It's like through an advertising company. So I have to tell him and then he has to tell the client. So it's this big chain of command. Um, it's always annoying. Yeah. Super annoying. So that's where I'm at with that. Uh, if I was super stressed and like annoyed this last week, just working on that project because I didn't know how to go about it. And once I sent that email, I felt much better about it because I feel like the weight's off my shoulders. They know what the situation is. And now yeah. we'll just have to go from there. I know we were talking yesterday and... I guess this kind of goes into one of my updates with my new client, but I was saying, we'll see if it's going to be worth the headache. Was that worth the headache? It w- I don't know. Well, it's, I mean, it's a <laughs> $12,000 headache. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, at so the time, it's it all awesome. depends on how big, how big of a headache. Yeah. Um, right now I'm thinking no, like, cause I don't have any of the footage. Yeah. It's just a gong show. If I had done it right at the beginning, it would have been easy. Like these would have been the easiest yeah. videos ever, you know? Right. All the work's done See, in pre-production. It's the same thing with me though. It's like if everything's done right and I've never, so same thing with me, this is going to be like a completely new process. I was watching some YouTube videos to learn about how I can do this without actually taking this website down until I got it complete. And then I, once I have it complete, I can just throw it up there and bada bing, bada boom, yeah. we're all set. So it's just going to be how much of a headache, the learning process, learning curve. Am I going to be able to do that? Am I not going to be able to do that? And am I going to tear a site down again (laughs) and have another one of those issues? That's what I was going to do. I was going to be like, hey, I just wanted to update you and see if it's fine. I'm going to make myself an admin on WordPress just in case I fuck up and (laughs) just so I have a backup plan there. So So do you have to build it off? I mean, we can pivot into your update here. Tyler got a new website client. Um, so yeah. are you doing it off based off of his current website or are you just building it and then at the end switching everything over? It's based off of his current website. He just doesn't like the functionality of it. It's a bit old school. I'm not going to be changing it that much. 
It's just he he's just had a lot of issues with web developers and he doesn't know how to go in and edit stuff on his website himself personally. There's a few functionalities that doesn't work. He's like just wants to switch it out, go a different approach. So it's going to be looking pretty much fairly the same, but I'm just going to be making it myself on the way I make websites. And then at the end, I'm going to show him how he can go in, edit it, and then add new pages because that's another thing that he wants to be able to do is just be able to easily edit and be able to easily add new pages if he ever wants to do that. So it's just going to be basically duplicating his per his current website to a new website that I create that makes it a little bit more user-friendly. Are you planning on doing any updates to like the graphic design look of everything or no? Not really. Yeah. It's going to be he he doesn't like he doesn't like flashy stuff. He's yeah. <laughs> very old school and just likes kind of basic stuff. So that's one thing that he really told me. You know like header images, I guess you could call them where they can slide through yeah. where it's like one, two and then it like changes. He's like I hate that. I'm like, okay, no problem. So he's like really basic, like old school 1990, 2000 type of website that doesn't have much functionality, much flair to it. So it's just make it yeah. basic and make it just do its job. He wants to make it as simple as possible. Is it Mikey or that, is that or James? Yeah. Mike. Big Mike. Mikey. Michael. Why did I call him Mikey? Like I know him. <laughs> the only thing, yeah, I mean, you sent me the website uh, and I looked at it and we're not going to share it, obviously. But the only thing I noticed that it feels very word heavy. So I don't know if you could mm -hmm. condense that. And then, I mean, even some of the... Add more graphics, add more pictures. Yeah. I mean, not that you have to go crazy graphics like you like, so you can still keep it old school. But like the first yeah. thing I noticed, I'm like, there's so much to read and I don't want to read anything. Like when I go to a website, I don't want to read very much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I, I'm probably I'm pretty much just going to be cloning his current website and making it into like my own. So that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing um, with with that website. You but should you should upsell to client. do some to do some uh, <laughs> videos on almost like where they have this about us and they have the six people in these long paragraphs upsell them to do six like one to two minute videos of each person talking about themselves i'm not doing that why not i'm just getting giving him what he wants <laughs> yeah but you he doesn't know what he wants Tell him. i think he you does. don't have to upsell him you don't have to sell him just say hey uh here's the website at the end be like also it would be really cool if you had instead of these six um instead of these six videos talking about whatever with the or not videos six photos with all the text under it be like uh how are they gonna film it you're gonna film it so I'm going to fly out to, what is it, six oh. people in there or is it eight? And then I'm going to fly out to six different locations, film them all. Oh, are they uh, remote? I mean, he's in New Mexico. The business is in t uh, Tampa or something. I don't know where they're all at. So hmm. yeah. I'm not trying to if upsell. <laughs> I'm just trying to give them what they want, what he's looking for, what old Mikey Mikey's looking for. I know you always give them that, but we've had this conversation, Tyler. You want to give them <laughs> It's more. not about money. It's about value. You got to give them the value that they want. And if you go above and beyond, that's just going to like, look at, look at what happened. This, the reason I got this was because I went above and beyond with someone that I didn't try to upsell. And that's how I got this client. Yeah, but you're it's telling, not always about making money. It's all, I'm not it's saying not that, but do you think money. the videos want to add value? He doesn't like flair. He doesn't like flash. He likes basic. He's got a video on his homepage. He doesn't like that. He, he's like, we can scratch that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you want to be the expert, and you want to, you want to, you don't want to just be a guy that just takes orders, man. Do you? I'm the guy in the chair. You watch Spider Man? No. Okay, I'm the guy in the chair. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I want to do more, man. People, people don't know what they want. You know how much it's like. Hey, we could do that. That's awesome. But what if we did this? And they're like, oh my god, that's way better. Just Does saying. this guy sound like the type of guy that I'm wants not, to make? Up? I'm not saying it's just this guy, but, you know, any other opportunity yeah. you have. Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> make more more money and make your client happier. That's a win-win. Is it, though? 
I just did it with one of my clients. I said, hey, we're doing these videos, but what if you had a landing page with people to actually do something with these videos? And they're like, oh, you can do that? I'm like, yeah, we can do that. They're like, let's do that. That's awesome. They're happy and excited about it. I get a little bit more money. I don't see right. it. I don't see the losing proposition here. Yeah. Anything, anything else you got, Tyler? Yeah, I'm trying out new YouTube style. I, I filmed it the other day. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it. That's another question that I had for you that I wanted to ask about what your thoughts were, how I should approach it, because I tried out a YouTube style, Sam Sullick, where he's just blowing up. He's big uh, gym guy and everyone's just watching him. It's literally just him having a conversation with the camera and his videos are 30 to 60 minutes plus. And it's him driving to the gym, him working out, and then usually him driving home or grocery haul or cooking, eating, whatever it is. And he's just talking to the camera the whole time. Like it's, he's talking to someone. So I tried that out with biking the other day and I'm not really sure how I want to approach it just because a lot of the times I'm not really talking and it's just me breathing and I don't know how to approach that part. And because with his, it's extremely minimal editing, editing. It's like no B-roll, not, or I mean, there might be some B-roll when it's like exercises, but for the most part, it's no no flashy graphics, no B-roll. It's just him talking, having a conversation with the camera. And that's one thing that I'm not really sure how to approach it because I don't want to get too carried away with it and have like background music the whole time and then like have it fade in, have it fade out. And so that we'll talk after on what you think about that. But yeah, I'm trying to note a new style just to, <laughs> it was a 60 minute work, bike workout. Um. I have the video down. It's about 60 minutes. And it's like, do I want to post this whole 60 minutes? Do I want to cut out the middle parts where I'm just not talking and I'm just breathing? And do I want to speed that up? Do I want to have music? So it's just trying yeah. to figure out what I want to do there. Yeah, I think it's a tough... I think it's very hard to do it that way. I know it seems easy. It's like, oh, look how many people's getting just from posting. Um, but... Getting a text message. Um, just from posting, but... I feel like one, he, I don't know if you guys have seen this guy, but his physique is very Massive. In, interesting. Yeah. So like, I feel like that helps him. People are curious just sure. based off of that. And then yeah. he also, I don't know what his uh, social, like not funnel looks like, but I don't know where these people are finding him. If it's mainly YouTube or if he's posting short form on TikTok and stuff like that. But I feel so he like he doesn't really post much. It's it's weird. It's the same same effect that Andrew Tate had. So this is a lot of personal branding that our episodes on here, where he didn't really post much content. What ended up happening? People would watch his stuff, and they make fan accounts. And now, if you go on TikTok, you search his name. There's going to be hundreds of fan accounts posting his shit for yeah. him. And that's all it is. And then it's just reaching all these people. And then the people go to YouTube, and then they watch the full length content and it's the same thing with Andrew Tate where Andrew Tate had he didn't he never posted I think the only platform he posts on is Twitter X sorry and everyone would create these Tate accounts Tate Tate fan accounts and that's all personal branding and then everyone wants to listen to Tate and then people would just create these fan accounts and that's literally all it is so he doesn't he has I look I look ended up looking it up yesterday because I found this video on him blowing up and I looked at his videos on TikTok, his actual, I'm pretty sure it's his actual account. He's only posted like twice in the last three months. So he doesn't really post. It's just yeah. on YouTube where he posts, I think YouTube, he posts every single day, 30 to 60 plus minutes. Yeah. So. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think it's a lot harder to do than he makes it look. Um, mm -hmm. It's hard to, I mean, I'm sure you could do it if you, you just might have to do those types of videos for a freaking year until people look, they're like, oh my God, you know, look at, there's one video every day for 60 minutes that I can watch on this guy doing Ironman training. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'd Sounds be curious like to fun. see. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a ton of expertise on how that would work, so I can't say too much, but yeah. I, I would imagine it would be a, a little difficult. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, easier said than done. Yeah, exactly. Um, another update for me here. I'm thinking about not, not shooting in December, but limiting the number of shoots in December just to get, uh, ready to go for 2024. Plus I need to uh, figure out Christmas gifts and get the conversations 
flowing for clients for 2024, uh, see what retainers I can get people on, see what their plans are for 2024. Um, so I think I need to focus on that before January. Um, and upselling them. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, that's why people start businesses, man, to make money. <laughs> and upsell. Well, yeah. Upsell. That's how you make money. Um, I don't know what your gripe is with upselling Tyler. I think you just, I don't think you, I just don't think you like the term. Cause then it feels like you're fucking people out of more money. Is that how you feel? I, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just doing something and it's just like, you're trying to force something that they might not want on them. I don't know. But it's not, you have to, you can't look at it. You can't look at it like that. That you're they forcing it on them. You're just presenting it saying, hey, this is an option. And then they make a decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like when I give people three ideas, three concepts and a strategy, a pitch deck. I say, hey, here's mm-hmm. what you asked for. Here's two other options. If you want to go with those, awesome. If you just want to go with your original one, that's totally fine with me too. Mm-hmm. That counts as an upsell. Yeah. And it, it works more than you'd think it would. And the client doesn't feel like you strong arm into giving you more money mm-hmm. you'll learn my boy you'll learn <laughs> um all right. all right uh that and then um redoing my office setup i feel like i don't have very much usable space that's not a crazy important update but after this i'm gonna go get a rug and see if i can get a big table i want, I want another <laughs> workspace so i just all have right. like this big wide open area you know where it's at where that uh, backdrop's at right behind my door yeah and uh, that area is just wide open. So maybe I just get a big area rug and a big like conference table looking thing. And then if I ever need to sit over there, I can. So much room for activities. I know, right? And I'm not using any of it. <laughs> yeah. My last update on my end is just talking with a buddy that I met from Tampa and potentially partnering with him. He was going to be running Facebook ads for this company. And I also mentioned google ads so i might be run. i set it up for them it's not complete yet because conversion tracking is not done but potentially working with him and partnering there with him and his business there you go and the businesses he tries to do yeah what would that partnership be like basically in a sense consulting but at the same time running google ads okay for his client Consulting for his client it's or like consulting for him? Him. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. You'll have to keep us updated on that one. Um, that's all of our updates on what's going on in our businesses, guys. Talk about this week's news story. Black Friday coming up this week. I suppose when this is out, it'll be about four or five days away. Uh, four to, uh, whatever you want to count. Uh, early Black Friday deals. Are you Black Friday fan, Tyler? No. <laughs> Not a fan at all, I don't, huh? I, no, I don't. If I need something, I buy it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't wait for these deals. Like sometimes, like maybe I need something, say like a bike bag to travel with. I might wait because I don't need it right now. It's like maybe I'll wait to Black Friday see if it does go more on sale because it's already on sale right now. So maybe if it's something that I might need in the future, I might wait. And it's like I don't need it right now. But typically, whenever I need something, I'm gonna buy it. That's, yeah. That's my logic. The only time I buy things on Black Friday is if I think, okay, I need this thing. And then I'm relatively close to Black Friday. So for an example, uh, actually, a couple years ago, uh, I was buying my house and I knew that eventually I was going to move out and needed to have stuff. And I was like, well, eventually I'm going to need a TV and I'm going to need a new bed. And this was, you know, early November, end of October. And I'm like, well, Black Friday, they got to have some good stuff. So then on Black Friday, I went and bought a TV. I went and bought a new bed just because it was discounted. Um, so I, I share the same sentiment with you where if I want something, I'll just buy it. But if it's something maybe bigger and I'm already close to Black Friday and I don't need it right away, like the TV I didn't need, but I'm like, mm-hmm. if you can get a 75-inch TV, that's $400 off, whatever it is, you might as well. Um, so that's the only time I really ever go to Black Friday is if... Might as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> Might as well wait a couple extra weeks. It's not going to kill you to buy right now. Um, so if I'm if, if I'm close to Black Friday and I want something, I'm like, oh, I'll just wait till Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Do you plan on buying anything? No, not right now. I mean, 
it's not really anything that I've just been like, man, I really need something. There's always sometimes like camera gear stuff. Like mm-hmm. I know on Cyber Monday, some of the camera websites have deals on stuff. And there's, I, I always have a list of like, here's, it would be nice to have this. Like one thing that's been on there forever is Apple right. boxes. And I've just never bought Apple boxes because I don't really need them that much. But if Apple boxes were on sale next Monday, I might pull the trigger on them. But yeah, I don't know. Nothing that I'm just like, yes, I can't wait till Friday. Yeah. So basically the reason I chose this one is more so about the economy that we're living in and the marketing that comes behind Black Friday. So the fact that they're extending Black Friday into a longer time frame shows that there's not a lot of demand in the market, in the economy, and people might not have the expendable income. And I believe we've We've, or at least America is at all time highs with credit card debt, which is absolutely insane, like trillions of dollars. And it just shows that the economy is not doing as good as it says it is, and that it's completely inflated. And then the also, the other thing with Black Friday is a lot of this is just marketing. So they could have a product that is $100. And they could leave the price at $100 and say, we knocked this down from $300. Yeah. And that, when you look at that, it's like, oh my God, this is 66% off. And it's like, I got to buy it. And it's like, turns out it's been that price the whole time. They just added that thing in there. And literally a lot of what Black Friday, all these deals are, is just a marketing tactic. So I just wanted to bring that to light and just to also talk about the demand in the economy with potentially an inflated market. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you're going to buy something, check the price before Black Friday. (laughs) If something's a thousand dollars, like a TV, if you're going to buy this TV and you're like, man, it's a thousand dollars. And then you see on Black Friday, it's $500. Okay. Now you're getting a deal. But Mm -hmm. if it's a thousand and then you check Black Friday and it's like, oh, we cut this down from 1500. Okay. They're, they're tricking you a little bit. So don't be fooled by that. And also don't buy stuff that you don't need that you think you need. Right. So I, I always hear this thing when people go black Friday shop and they're like, Oh, I saved is a hundred dollar thing. I got it for 60. I saved $40. I'm like, no, you didn't save 40. You spent 60. You're going to use it. <laughs> yeah. You spent 60 bucks. So they try to trick themselves into thinking I saved money when it's really something you didn't plan on getting or need actually need. Yeah. Right. So that's uh that's the thing you got to be aware of. I'm pretty sure prime day just happened or maybe it's coming up i don't know i feel like i've seen some emails about that it was about a month or so ago i think month and a half yeah and one one thing that i've seen that you can do is look up prices that they previous previously were and when you look at the prices that say the the products on you, you just mentioned this but like what i've seen before or heard about amazon prime someone would look up different prices from this product And it's like, oh, this is 25% off. But you look at the previous prices, it was actually cheaper than this before. Or it was the same price. Yeah. And it's just pretty crazy to hear that. And then the last thing I I just want to touch on is scarcity. So when you extend these massive sales, so like Black Friday is supposed to be one day where it's like massive deals. Come and get these massive deals. But when it's not just one day and it's, say, a month of Black Friday deals... It's not as scarce anymore. Yeah. And people aren't going to flood there and be like, I need this deal. I need to get that. I need to get this. And all of a sudden, not a, there's there's it doesn't dr- drive the demand up because yeah. it's like, okay, it's just, it's always going to be there. Or there's going to be another one. Or Well, that used to be the thing. If you're going to go get a TV for 500 bucks, 80 inch TV, there's three of them. Right. Like you got to go right. to Target. You got to camp out the night Supply before. And, and you got to fucking yep. sprint to the back and get your paws on it. But now you can just like when I got Trample mine over some people. Yeah. When I got mine a couple of years ago, I just bought it online, paid for it online. And then it's like, pick it up whenever on Black Friday. So I went to Best yeah. Buy and picked it up. So like, yeah, the scarcity is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, anything, uh, anything these people can get your money for. They're upselling. <laughs> exactly. Buying stuff that you don't need. Just want exactly. Um, all right, Tyler. Anything else on Black Friday? Or we can get into this week's topic. Tyler mentioned a little bit earlier, personal branding. One thing we wanted to do this week on the episode, we could go over an episode on what personal branding is, how you should do it, uh, what your strategy should be, why you should be doing it. But we wanted to take a little bit of a different route. We're going to talk about what it is, kind of our thoughts on personal branding, just to intro the show or this segment, and then we want to talk about 
the things that we've done good in personal branding, me and Tyler, and or Tyler and I, I guess, sorry. <laughs> the few things. And then, yeah, and then the, the things we've done bad and kind of just go the over, go, yeah, go over our <laughs> personal experiences and then hopefully you guys can learn from us and at the end we'll do some uh, topics on what we want to do moving forward or what we think we should do moving forward. So Tyler, I'll maybe throw it over to you. What is personal branding when someone says that to you? Just pretty much your reputation and what someone associates you with. So it doesn't just have to be online or just on social media. It can be offline. And I think for me, whenever someone associates me with my personal brand, I think, I hope they associate Iron Man driven. Um, I don't really know what else, but I think it's just whatever they associate yourself with. I don't know. What's your opinion on this? Yeah, I think your personal brand is really just boils down to more than I think when people think personal brand, they think, what is your presence online? But really, it's not that it's your reputation just in life. So it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be, you know, what you're all about, like what your business is about or what your personal goals are about. Like if it's Tyler with Iron Man, it's what people think about you or what comes to their mind when they say your name. So if two people are at mm-hmm. a grocery store and they say, oh, yeah, Tyler Sinden. What do they think? Do they think, oh, he's that guy yeah. that plays video games all the time and he's going to school <laughs> for the last nine years? Or do they think, oh, he's the guy that's doing that Iron Man stuff, right? So it's really just your reputation in the world in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it all comes down to your actions. Like you could say you're doing all this. Your personal brand could be the person that just says they're going to do stuff, but they never actually do. So yeah. I think it comes down to those actions. So whatever actions you take is what your personal brand will basically be. And why people correlate personal brand to online. I think online is just the easiest way to get your personal brand out there. So if I'm posting you know, photos of whatever I'm doing that day, so Instagram stories, for example, if I take a picture of my camera and last night I filmed the Toros hockey game, If I take a picture of the camera with the rink in the background, it's like, oh, filming the game tonight, whatever. Whoever sees that automatically thinks, you know, oh, there's he's filming video. And then the next day they see, oh, I'm filming cows. Oh, he's doing more video. So then it starts to stick in their mind where when it's outside of the online realm, they think, oh, he's that video guy. It's much harder to just run around. And when people see you, they think, oh, there's Easton doing video. So if someone saw me at the hockey game, that helps. But it's just easier to talk to the masses when it is online. So I think that's where that correlation comes in. Is that why you're doing those stories? Morning, gang. Yeah, I want people to know that I'm freaking doing stuff. You're a morning person? <laughs> yeah. At 11 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, well, I forget sometimes, dude. It's so hard. Um, I got to put a notification in my phone like every morning at whatever, 8 or 9 a.m. But like sometimes it's like... It'll be like a be real, but at the same time every single day. Yeah. Sometimes it's like 11.45. No. No. <laughs> that lasted a while. Stupid app. Um, but yeah, sometimes it'll be like 11.45 and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Late morning, gang. <laughs> but I mean, people Almost are starting now that I've done it for, I don't know, it's probably been a couple of weeks. People are starting to answer it more and more. And I get one person, like I know him, his name's Jordan. He always answers back. He's like, morning. So it's just like a little <laughs> conversation we have. There's one person in Georgia that answers all the time. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's going good. I was thinking about doing that this morning. Be like, as Easton Bennett would say, morning, gang. Morning, gang. Yep. <laughs> um, it's nice because I, I, I actually stole this idea from... Um, I think his name is Gene um, on Instagram. This guy I follow, he does video too. And he says morning crew. So every morning he'll take mm-hmm. a picture of his computer or something. He'll say morning crew. And then after that, the next story after that will have something interactive. So a quiz or a poll or a slider. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do more of that. So then every day people are like, oh, he's there doing his shit again. Uh, but it is hard to remember sometimes. And I couldn't use morning so speaking, crew because then I'd be copying them. So I was like, whatever, morning gang. I'll fair. just slightly copy them. <laughs> so speaking of you, what you're doing right now, what, what have you been doing good with your personal brand recently, in the past, in the future? What, what have you been doing good? I don't know what you're doing right now, but... My camera stopped recording because the memory card was full. I thought it auto-switched, but apparently not. So if you guys got a little black um, face there for a little bit, <laughs> happens. My camera does that too. If It, it, it like says it's not... not recording or whatever it is it like has the notification but it switches to the other one and that thing stays there so sometimes it scares me and I'm yeah like, oh, shit. i mean is it still going that one definitely didn't record 
what? I don't even know if I'm in focus right now. Whatever. It's a mess of a day, guys. Listen to this episode. Listen to this episode. Oh, man. <laughs> You're not recording either? <laughs> no, I was seeing if I was on autofocus. Yeah, just an audio episode. Um, but yeah, usually it switches <laughs> cards. I got two cards in there, and this the second card has 209 minutes available to film. And it right. just ended and didn't switch. Um, sorry, what were you saying, right. though? What are you doing good? Uh, what am I doing good? Uh, right now, not a whole lot. But in the general <laughs> scheme of things, I think... I like the honesty. Yeah. I mean, not it's not been good, but um, whatever. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, so what am I doing good? I think in the general scheme of the last five years of starting a business and having a personal brand and a business page and all that, I think I'm doing generally okay. I mean, I'd say I'm doing better than the competitors in my area as they don't post like anything ever. Um, so it's not hard to beat that, but I think over the last five years, I've built enough of a brand that people realize that's the video guy does video projects and I'm keeping that going. But I think on the day-to-day basis is where the consistency issues are. We'll talk about that in the next section where we talk about things we've done bad. Um, but really I want people to know, you know, that's the guy that's doing video work, video production company. And I think more and more people know that because when I'm out in public, you, I hear people all the time. They're like, Oh, how's the video stuff going? Or how's the podcast? I listen to your podcast all the time. Or what projects are you working? I just had my buddy, uh, not my buddy. Well, I mean, he is my buddy, but my old baseball coach texted me, uh, two days ago and he's like, Hey, how's business going? What projects are you working on lately? So I think people are still caring. I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it. But when you look at it on the micro, the day to day, that's when it gets a little bit hairy. I know so yeah you can compare yourself to other people and you should just focus on yourself um and improving yourself like do you have many competitors there in my not would you say not a ton two three four maybe (laughs) so you're doing good out of the few yeah i mean it is a smaller city so i don't expect there to be 15 video production companies um, there's obviously some more when you drive an hour and a half to Bismarck or four hours to Fargo. There's still a handful of them in uh, North Dakota, but in my general area, there's not a ton, hmm. which is okay. Gotcha. I enjoy that. Well, I guess that's good. Yeah. That, what, <laughs> and and I know for you saying, bringing up the how the projects are going or people will say that, I actually got my hair cut from my usual hairdresser when I went to Minot and she actually heard of you because of the the podcast. So nice. that podcast creates that personal brand from you and people know who you are because of that, because you're branding yourself doing that. So I think it's just putting it out there a little bit more to the world and just documenting it a little bit more. And I think that would help you be a little bit better at what you're doing. Yeah. The, the business podcast has for sure helped a ton. I mean, Mm-hmm. People talk about it all the time. Oh, I listen to every episode. Um, and it's good to meet new people through the <laughs> <Why>? podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's good. And then if you could, you know, compound on top of that and create more content, yeah. which I've not mm-hmm. been doing, uh, it'll be good. But we're going to get back into the masterminds and then that's going to hold me accountable. So that's what I'm excited for. Hopefully. But Tyler, what uh, what have you been doing good personal brand wise? I'd say you're a little bit more consistent than I am. Yeah, and at the same time, I I still feel like I'm really early and just getting started with everything because with YouTube, I've only been doing that, you just say consistent, but I wasn't because I did it for a year and then maybe a little bit over a year every week and then I quit. And then it took me about a year, however long, two years to get back into it to where I'm currently at. So over a long time span... That's not very consistent, say over 10 years, this past 10 years, 10, 11 years, that's one, 10%. So consistency, not really. But now I think once I get laser focused, I get more consistent and that's what I do well. And what I've been doing well recently, and I know I've talked about it before, is when I say I'm going to do something, I need to do it and I need to stay consistent with it and not quit because a lot of the times I don't see things through. And I always end up quitting. So that's one thing that I'm trying to be better at is staying consistent and not and seeing it through. So with my YouTube, I ended up switching the branding towards more Ironman training. And 
athletic type of stuff and I might sprinkle in some mindset type of stuff or personal development, whatever it might be. But yeah, that's basically what I've done and I've been pretty consistent with that. And I don't really have a goal. It's just like if I have a video or a topic that I think would be good doing that. So that's pretty because the first year I did it, I did a video every week and I feel like I rushed it a lot of the times and it wasn't really good quality. And I, but at the same time, it's just getting reps and putting it out there. So that's what a lot, I've been seeing a lot of stuff recently where it's just, I'll find someone and sure they have 500,000 subscribers right now, but you go to their channel, they've been posting content consistently for 10 years. Yeah, And it took them 10 years to get there. It's that consistency that builds up over time. I think it's the number one factor. If I had to like tell someone that was starting a personal brand or they were going to start content on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, whatever it is, or even just photos, is the consistency is the biggest factor. You can, mm-hmm. the more consistent you are, if you're posting 365 times a year, those one to two fuck ups that you have that are shitty photos or shitty videos they get glossed over because you've posted so much. Whereas if I post three YouTube videos a year and two of them sucked, it's like, okay, this guy sucks making content, right? So it's, it's much easier to cover up uh, the work. And when you are putting in those reps, when you are being more consistent. So the one thing I tell people, if you're going to start is commit to being consistent, even as hypocritical as that sounds, because I don't, um, <laughs> that's, that's one trade. I wish if I, if I could change one thing, that's what it would be. At the same time, when you're, are posting consistently, you're getting practice in every single time. So even though it might suck, you're learning and you're getting better. And the more reps that you put in, the better you're, you bet the better you should get. It's not guaranteed, but if you are trying to improve yourself over time, you should get better. And I think that's one thing that did help me posting consistently every single day for the first year is I got a lot of feedback and I tried to implement it. And then I looked at what was working well, what what could I improve on? And that that's just over time has been evolving. And if you go back to see my first video compared to this video, the quality is a lot better. And it's it's just somewhat night and day difference. But at the same time, like I'm getting a lot more comfortable on camera as compared to the first time that I was talking. And it's just a lot of practice. And over time, you just get better at it. And the short form content's the last thing that I'm doing really good at. I know we did our 30 day challenge a long time ago and I've still kept that going. And recently I've been out of ideas and I've just been coming up with last second ideas. And like today, I I have no idea what I'm going to post. So we'll see how that goes. And it's just trying to stay consistent and do the best that you can and trying to improve it each time. Have you ever used Answer the Public? No. So answerthepublic.com is you type in like your... For you, it'd be Iron Man. So like your topic. And then it gives mm-hmm. you, it's like a wheel. In the middle, it says Iron Man. And it's a wheel around it of all the most common questions and things people are searching related to Iron Man. Interesting. Yeah. I'm so like, oh, I mean, it's Neil Patel's. Yeah. So I mean, if you ever short on ideas, you could try that. And people are saying, you know, how do I train for an Iron Man? And maybe it might spark some ideas for some videos. But the thing is, if you don't have the paid account, I think you can only do like three searches a day or something like that. So use them wisely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've used that before for some client, uh, client content and some of my own content as well. Cool. Yeah. I'll check that out after and see if that can help me out. Yeah. There's a free one. I think it's called answer Socrates. You can look at that too Uh, and you get unlimited searches, but it's not as cool. Cool. No one wants to use the off brand shit. You know, that's why we got these. (laughs) So I got these new Apple headphones, baby. If you guys are watching cause the camera's rolling now, it's actually recording. Apple's not. That's all it is, Brandon. Um, all right, Tyler, you got anything else? Uh, let's maybe talk about the bad that we've done. So I kind of mentioned mm-hmm. mine a little bit. Uh, consistency is the biggest roller coaster ever. Like we said, we did the 30-day challenge. I've maybe posted once or twice since then, if that. I don't even know if I posted at all. Um, did you finish the 30? No, didn't finish 30 either. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the consistency has been the biggest thing. I need to figure out some way, and maybe we'll talk about that, what we should do moving forward, figure out a way that... Maybe it's every single morning. That's the first thing I'm doing. Cause that's what I was doing at the beginning of the 30 day challenge is I'd wake up and I'd do it right away in the morning. And then it's mm-hmm. something you can't forget about. But exactly. like you said, once you don't do it one time, it becomes acceptable and then you're fucked yep. from there. The only other thing yep. 
about being bad. I always see other people's and it's not good to compare yourself to other people's accounts, but I see other <laughs> stuff and there, it just looks more cohesive when people go there, you know what you're getting mm. right. Whereas mine, it's kind of going to go a different route with that. No. Um, I mean, you can tell me the route you thought I was going, but, um, yeah. it feels more cohesive when I go and I'm like, Oh, I know what I'm getting. If I follow this person, I know what I'm getting. Whereas mine, I look yeah. at it and I don't know if it's just because it's mine and it's like, you're looking at it all the time, but I'm like, what are yep. people, what should they That's expect? That's actually one of my know. bad things that I've done with my, my, my personal branding where I'm not very cohesive. And that's one thing that I'm going to be, we're going to chat about later is the inconsistency of the content that I do post because like I have my Ironmans and then I have my day ones. So it's like, if they follow for my day ones and they see my Ironmans, it's like, okay, what's this guy doing? And if they follow for my Ironmans and they see my day ones, it's like, okay, what's this guy doing? It's not very consistent and cohesive. So that was a really good point that you just brought up. And the way that I thought you were going to go about it when you are comparing to other people where you see it and it's like, my stuff's way better than his, his is shit. He's getting views, he's getting likes and I'm not. It feels really demotivated. That's yeah. what I thought you were going to say because that's the same thing that happened to me on TikTok when I was consistently posting way back in COVID era and it was in the editing niche and there was this new guy that came on and people just love this guy for whatever reason. It was just like the dumbest, like he was in editing as well and people were just like were mind blown with the stuff that he was doing. It was like so basic and so easy but he just blew up and I got so pissed about that. So that's yeah. the road I thought you were going to go. Yeah. And it's hard to play that comparison game. But if you look at it as more of what are they doing that I could do? How can I do what they're doing? You know, you have to look at it that way rather than, oh, this isn't fair, you know? Uh, so you need to switch your mindset <laughs> there. But I get nah. it can be frustrating. You know, I see other people in the video world. And I'm like, well, their videos suck. Yeah. Why are they, you know, blowing up? But, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same thing with me. I quit. Quitting's huge thing. Like you, there's one quote: "You can't fail if you don't quit." And I know a lot of the times I've quit. Like I said, my first year after YouTube, I quit for a year. And right now, I'm posting. Who knows what I'll be doing in a year or two? Hopefully, I'll still be consistently posting. And I haven't quit. Maybe if you are watching this in five years, <laughs> you'll be able to see if I am still posting. I have quit or not. So that's one thing that I definitely have struggled with in the past is just quitting. Like, especially growing up, that was one thing that I did a lot of. Like I started this and I quit it a couple months later. I started this, I quit a couple months later. I started this, quit again. So yeah. it's just, that's one thing that I've really struggled with. So yeah. And your personal brand takes a long time. It's not like you can post content for a month and be like, okay, this is me now. People should know what I am. Like you have to consistently do it for a long period of time for then people to start buying into what you're actually doing. I think that's the biggest thing. Again, it goes back to that consistency. Yeah. Shifting your mindset to a long-term thing. I guess that's kind of in the next topic. I don't know. Did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on? For- not, not really. Do you want okay. to just move into uh, what we think we should be doing moving forward? We'll kind of talk about. Yeah. This is what we yeah, do in our that's what I was guys. Gonna- that's that's actually what i was just going to touch on right there is just shifting your mindset to be more long-term focused i'm going to do this for five ten years i know you always say this am i if if i start this am i willing to stick with it for five years and be able to see the output then and i think that's one thing that i need to start thinking more of and i know when i first started doing the day one videos i said i was just going to do this forever and i'm getting to the point where I'm not really seeing the ROI on it. And it's like, okay, is this taking away my time from other areas that it could be higher leverage? Yeah. And I think it's cool that I'm documenting a little bit of the journey of everything that I'm doing. But at the same time, I just don't think that it's worth it. And like, there's other areas that I should be focusing more of my time on. So it's where should I be focusing my time and effort on? And that's one thing that... I mean, when I first started, I was, I had that mindset, but at the same time, I guess I wasn't busy enough to be able to say or do or think whatever yeah. the thing is to be able to think that far ahead to be like, okay, does this make sense doing it forever? Yeah. And I think the day ones, I like that you're doing them. It's super awesome. You're consistent, but it's hard for people. And maybe this is just me, but it's hard for people to follow that because I don't know how educational it is you know it's almost motivational where it's a piece that i see when i'm scrolling and i see it and i'm like awesome let's go 
but it doesn't make you be like, <laughs> let's follow this guy so I can get this every single day. You know what I mean? Whereas the Iron right. Man stuff, it's like, oh, I want to follow this. So I get new information on how to train or what to eat every single day. Whereas the day ones is just something that hits you in the face in the middle of the day mm-hmm. when you're scrolling. That's like, oh, I got to put my phone down. You know what I mean? Yeah. What What is it they say? Mental ba- masturbation? Yeah, I like that. One, um, I was listening to Hermosi's podcast here uh, on the way back to Minot the other day. And he says, if you, he said, if you don't, if you're not going to do something for a decade, mm-hmm. don't do it for a day. Um, oh. And that's one, that's one thing you always got to think about, whether it's on the macro, it's like starting a business. If I start a business, if I don't want to try this for a decade, I'm not going to start it at all. And you can take that down to the minuscule, you know day one content, for example, for Tyler, if you're not going to do it for a decade, don't do it for a day. Now there's times obviously when you do it for a year or you do it for seven months and you're like, man, I really tried. I thought I could do this for a decade, but I'm going to have to stop now. That's okay. But at least go into it with the mindset of I'm going to do this for a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> this was another case where I thought you were going to go a different route with what Hormozy says, but Hormozy says a lot of the times, crap, what is it? Man, I just had it. I had it, and then I lost it, and then I had it again, yep. and now I lost it again. Oh man, it's like on a I'll string in front of your face. Of, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll think of it again. Carrot on it's, stick. Oh, it's. I got it. It's <laughs> back again. Uh, it's if you. It it goes along the lines of like the mental masturbation, but it's he he associates it more with reading a book, and it's like if you learn something new and you don't don't change your behavior, you didn't really learn something new. So it's like the same thing like with that mental masturbation. If if like you say you watch like a day one video and it motivates you to go and do something, but if you don't actually do it, it doesn't really do anything to affect your life. So it's like if like someone were to watch it, that video, they close the app and then they go and put in the action and go, go go to work. If that actually happens, then it's a little bit different. Yeah. But if you're just closing up and then you get up and you go have a sandwich and then you're like, oh, what was I doing? And you forget and then you go back to TikTok. Or if you just continue going, yeah, trying to find more mental masturbation. You're like, man, that'd be good if I did that. And you keep scrolling to the next video. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. God, that guy's smart. All right. What's next? <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, we talked about this moving forward. You know, I think first thing in the morning would be good. I also had the idea when you were talking earlier for YouTube stuff, because I'd like to get back into YouTube, but I was just, it's hard for me to schedule time or I think I just need to start treating it as a client. YouTube's a client. And okay, the the block off December 2nd, that's shooting for YouTube, right? And then I think it would be good if I hire somebody to come shoot the stuff. Because there are some times when I want to do videos, like we're kind of walking around. I've thought about that too. Yeah. And I just say, I'm like, I'm paying this guy. Let's say it's, you know, $300 today. I'm going to do it because I'm giving somebody money. So that's a good way to um, make sure you do things where I think I Maybe pay your business. How would you do that? Can you do that? Can you do that as an employee? <laughs> you pay BCM to, to yeah, can <laughs> make that? your video for you. <laughs> you got to send a text to my accountant here. <laughs> um, that's, yeah. a, that's an interesting thought. I, don't I feel know. like you can. I don't think I don't so because I, I feel like me paying the business would be, it would count as a, what do you call it when owners put money into a business? Uh, investment type investment? Yeah. Capital. Capital investment. Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. So I think anytime I give money to it, but yeah, because I can't send an invoice. Well, and it created me to, you know, why not? Why not? You're sending it to Easton. I don't know. Because I, I don't know. I, I'll look into it. I mean, I'm not saying it's, <laughs> I'm not arguing with you, but I just feel like it's, yeah. they, they got a cap on that somehow. <laughs> I, don't know. I actually thought about doing that too with my Iron Man and. I asked uh, the one the one homie that I know here through wedding videography um, if he would be willing to come out to Lake Placid and do like a documentary style for me of like the Ironman day prep and all that stuff. And just so like I have it because I could do it myself. It's not going to be as good though. Where's Lake if Placid? I hired someone. New York. Maybe I'll do it. When is it? Uh, end of July. Oh, in the summer. I can maybe do that. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to? You want to do a little documentary on it? Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, depending on how consistent I do with YouTube and how well it does, I might do it. And I was just like, I just want to put it out there. (laughs) It was funny. The first text I sent him, I'm like, what are you doing on July 24th? (laughs) 
<laughs> I maybe be like, I mean, if he's not interested, I would maybe be interested if you text me. I mean, it's pretty far out to plan that, but I'd be willing to if I could yeah. use it like a if we did like a twenty to thirty minute portfolio piece on it, I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd pay you too. Because like that was another thing. Like he's like he thought I wasn't gonna pay him. He's like, I can't just do that. And I'm like, I would pay you, obviously. So yeah, I think if you if like I, I would like to have it where you either come up like the day or two before and then like we film like prep getting ready and then we'll drive there together. Yeah, I would do that because then we could do like an interview, uh, you getting stuff ready, yeah, yeah. do interviews here and there, stuff in the car. Yeah, yeah. I'd almost do it if you just freaking paid for my hotel. And I That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'll, I'll pay for lodging and then food and whatever. And yeah. I'll probably also pay for like the video as well. And then it acts as like a portfolio piece. And then like, if I am doing really well at the same time, say like I grow to 10 to 15, 50 K fall or subs on YouTube. And then I, you get all that exposure. So dope. Yeah. I'm I mean, paying I'll, you plus exposure. I'll do it for lodging and food. You don't even have to pay me for the video. There you go. What's his offer? <laughs> Let's see Paul <laughs> he, Allen's He goes card. to me after that. <laughs> he goes to me after that. Once I said it. Like Once I said work. I'd pay you. Nah. Um, yeah. I think it'd be fun. I've never been to New York, so. Or yeah, Toronto, right. for that matter. Um, yeah, let's have a conversation about that when it gets closer. Um, all right, Tyler, mm-hmm. anything else you want to talk about? We're at about the hour mark here um, before we get into this I was just idea. Also thinking about trying different styles, like I was talking about in the update, is just trying like Sam Solik's YouTube type of videos. Just trying other stuff like that's the main thing that I started doing with my Ironman training videos is just more less editing just make it as simple as possible and just put it out there yeah and that's kind of like what I've been trying recently is just just try and put it out there and don't put anything in front of it to have that excuse on why I can't do it so just try and make it as easy as possible yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I think especially in the niche you're in, you can you have a little bit more leeway with that where people are there for the information and seeing stuff. They're not really there for the flashy graphics anyways and the crazy editing. So at the same time, Alex talks about this a lot and the data that he gets from his videos is people do stay longer. The videos get shared more, the more flashy and whatever it is. So... Because he says he would much rather just sit in front of his camera on a webcam or whatever or in front yeah. of a whiteboard. But the data suggests that the other videos do better. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, the more production you put into it, it's obviously going to be better. But I think you have a be. little bit more wiggle room, you know? Maybe. We'll see. But we'll yeah. continue you let me doing know. it and testing. You keep us updated. Uh, Tyler, this week's business idea. Give it to us. So, I, yeah, I don't know if this exists or not. I've don't think I've really ever seen it before, but it's something that stemmed out from me training for my Ironman. And it's creating a pool that's completely see-through and you would be able to go underneath of it. So if you have like a coach or a trainer, they can like go on the side or go underneath of it and watch your form and just help correct and yeah, be able to see it from all different angles as opposed to just above and through the water. So like if you're swimming, it's like I can go right underneath and watch you. That, I, th- I thought that would be pretty cool if just so you had like a massive pool that was completely see-through. I don't know if that's like I'll, you go to SeaWorld and you got like that tube thing that you walk through and kind of kind of like that. So I'll be the devil's advocate. What is the benefit of that compared to a camera under there? I'm sure they got underwater cameras or something like that. It's instant feedback. Like you want to watch it through a camera like i feel like that's higher production to be honest because then you have to have you have to put cameras in there you have to have them be able to follow you and then like batteries oh yeah changing it breaking yeah i was thinking you're in one of those lap pools where you just swim my uncle has one of those in his basement you just swim and oh, the like water the, pushes towards yeah, you. Yeah, and the water. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It could be that too. It'd be and cool. That's just all see through. It'd be cool if, uh, so you had it like suspended and then under it was like a gym. So then you could work out a there. Sus- you could swim oh, there. Oh, a suspended pool. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'd do that. It'd be pretty wild. That'd be wild. Very yeah. wild. <laughs> would be a cool looking thing. Maybe though. it's just got like a couple poles like holding it up. So it's not suspended, but it's like. Yeah. Just, propped up just sagging yeah that'd be cool though i mean because yeah i think that would help the trainer or whoever's helping you be able to see it a lot better mm-hmm. 
Yeah. How deep would the water be, though? It'd have to be like four feet deep. Otherwise, you're looking through a lot of water. Yeah. I, that's how a lot of pools typically are. Like they got the shallow end and then it goes deep. And yeah. I think it goes to like eight feet or maybe 10. I don't know, probably 10 or 12. Yeah. But yeah, it like a lot of the, the my gym's pools, I think the one's probably only about three to four feet. The other one's about four to five feet. So those aren't too deep at all. They don't I, have a deep end either. I like it. It's almost like uh, architecture. You could, even if it wasn't like training, yeah. swimming related, just architecture. Yeah. You had a suspended pool. That'd be that'd be pretty insane. It, it like sways with it yeah. too. Oh, it's like God. top of a building. <laughs> that'd be wild. Be a little sketchy. Um, yeah, I got no more feedback <laughs> for that one. Um, cool okay. concept. Uh, anything else, Tyler? No, that's everything. Cool. All right, that's episode sixty-three of the Midnight Entrepreneur. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover or answer, email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. If you found value in this content or found this entertaining, share this with a friend or post it on your story. If you really enjoyed the show, we'd love a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of the Midnight Entrepreneur. I forgot I was doing the quote. I have one here. Give us a your brand is quote. what people. Say. <laughs> your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs>